Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Monday, November 28th. Let's jump into the top stories from over the weekend. The women's basketball Las Vegas Invitational, which was held at the Mirage and featured the likes of Indiana, Memphis and Auburn, gets wholly negative reviews after there was no medical staff on site yesterday when an Auburn student-athlete hit her head on the floor, delaying the game 50 minutes before paramedics arrived. Further, there were no bleachers set up, only a collection of standard hotel convention chairs littering the perimeter of the court. Hoosiers head coach Terry Morin stating, This is not what was described to us as far as what the venue was going to look like, what the setup was going to look like. What was disappointing was the aesthetics, it's not a fan-friendly environment. As women's basketball coaches, we're trying to move our game forward. It felt like because this got so many ticks on social, that we had taken a couple steps backwards. Destination Basketball organized the event. Site coordinator Ryan Pope commented, the court and the lighting, that stuff hasn't been an issue. But we needed to have full-on bleachers. We have notified the Mirage we won't be coming back again. This is a one-time disaster in terms of events. It definitely did not go the way we thought or planned. We just severely missed the mark when it comes to the spectator side. A trio of retired ADs, Penn State's Sandy Barber, Southern Utah's Debbie Corum and MIT's Julie Soriero, sat down with athletic director U. Steph Garcia Psychos at last month's Women Leaders in Sports National Convention, to reflect on what leaders today need to embrace to have success in our ever-changing industry. Corum, I remember in the 90s all these things were happening that were supposed to ruin college athletics. But, we continued to thrive and survive and figure out the new issues. I know today is unprecedented with so many things happening in a short window, but I have so much confidence in the bright, young administrators. They're going to figure it out. Barber adds, I remember when we were debating if student-athletes should be able to work. Oh, this will be a disaster. No it wasn't, nobody cared. Now, this is a whole different level of change, but there's something so special about college athletics that it will figure its way out. Connect and MB Sports's Matt Banker talks with Niagara AD and Men's Soccer Committee Chair Simon Gray about how the NCAA tournament has unfolded so far and what trends he's seeing in the sport. Regarding the selection process, Gray explains the committee takes into account who is on your schedule and who did you have the choice of scheduling. What were the choices that they made with the non-conference schedule especially if they went on the road? Regarding the 21st century model concept being proposed, Gray noted the jurisdiction slash authority the selection committee has is primarily over the men's soccer championship, and that a tournament in the spring would impact the committee's role. He also mentions the 21st century model will need input from the broader D1 governance, and ultimately the membership sign-off to move forward. Gray did acknowledge the committee has discussed what it could look like if the model is adopted. Full interview is now available on Connect. The field of 64 is set for the 2022 edition of the NCAA Women's Volleyball Tournament. Texas, Wisconsin, Stanford and Louisville earned number one seeds, followed by two seeds San Diego, Nebraska, Minnesota, and Pitt. Looks like Western Kentucky vs Bowling Green is the first scheduled match, set to start at 4.30pm Eastern Time on Thursday. In head football coach moves, let's start with the new hires, starting in Lincoln as Nebraska selects former Carolina Panthers. Baylor, and Temple head coach Matt Rule. Collegiate Sports Associates assisted the Huskers. The Athletics' Doug Holler and Bruce Feldman report Arizona State has hired Oregon OC Kenny Dillingham as the next head football coach in Tempe. 
At age 32, he becomes the youngest Power 5 coach in the country. Wisconsin AD Chris McIntosh turns to Cincinnati head coach Luke Fickle to lead the Badgers. Sports Illustrated's Ross Dellinger with the details on Ole Miss head football coach Lane Kiffin's extension to continue leading the Rebels, six years with rollovers to extend to eight years, $9 million per year and will be run through the school's private foundation, since the state doesn't allow public employees to have contracts longer than four years. As for head coaches departing, Stanford's David Shaw steps down, leaving with a 96-54 and record. D1 Ticker's Brian Fisher notes some additional comments Shaw made in the wake of his resignation, including that, there are programs that are already illegally backdoor recruiting, have been doing it for months. Shaw says he doesn't have plans to coach another team as of right now, but doesn't know what the future will hold. FAU AD Brian White parts ways with head football coach Willie Taggart who went 15-18 in three seasons with the Owls. Taggart is owed $1.6 million according to USA Today's Steve Berkowitz. Tulsa head football coach Philip Montgomery will not return following eight seasons leading the Golden Hurricane. He departs with a 43-53 record. Texas State AD Don Coriel makes a change, head football coach Jake Spavital exits after four years and a 13-35 and mark. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Monday, November 28. We'll see you back here this afternoon.